Hello and welcome to First Take Explores Liverpool Film Festival Part Two, mm. the sequel. So this is <laughs> so if you listen to if you listen to the first part of this episode, uh, it was about us pre- previewing the Liverpool Film Festival, which has just gone by last weekend. It was the thirty first of October, so I think the second or third of November, yeah. um, and we spent um, an awful lot of our time at this festival, one way or another. We covered the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday mm. in different guises. Um, so we're here now just to tell you a little about the films we saw and the event as a whole. Mm. Um, we usually have opening questions for our podcast, and we've oh, got yeah. a bit of an open question on this one, um, but it's not really. It's okay. me just asking Liam, how did you feel about your first film <laughs> festival, mate? Oh, well, hello, Luke. Hello, I, my um, friend. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was great fun. Yeah? Um, it was obviously difficult uh, logistically because uh, I work full time and essentially I worked all day and then went to the film at night and then wrote my review mm. straight afterwards so it was and like a day all day and then it wrote was, your review yeah. and then it was like a, it was like a day of like groundhog day or so, yeah, almost I, I, I didn't have a lot of time to myself but you know, this is why we grind these things out because eventually I won't be working at a fucking bar, will I? I'll be, I'll be <laughs> no. doing it. I'll be doing this for a living. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, it was also my first festival covering it uh-huh. or going to one or anything like that, um, and it was great fun. Like I think, I think because you know, like on the Thursday, so I went to see Little Monsters on the Thursday. That was the opening film. And I was a little bit apprehensive. And also, like, you know, when you're at the beginning of a thing that you know is just going to be like, Long. it's going to be great, but it's going to be a bit of a slog. Mm. Like, like coming into Liverpool, going to the films and writing the thing. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit like, oh, I'm a bit apprehensive. But like, as soon as you get to it, and then you're a bit like, oh, when, like, I know I'm going to see like a, like a film that like hopefully is going to be great. And, it's, and there's going to be a whole event behind it. And you're going to get go and like speak to people. And I like, just have little chats with like people and, as soon as I got there, I was like a little bit giddy and quite excited. Um, and yeah, it was hard. Like it, you know, it was for th- for th- well, for, sorry, four people because because mm-hmm. there's the three of us doing this podcast now, but also yeah. Danielle uh, at your girls on film um, gals. and Liverpool gals. Oh yeah, gals. It's it not gals, at, yeah. yeah at yeah gals on film. Um, like a film blog and a friend of the show. It's hard to have four days worth of festival films. Um, films also going on a multiple time at the same time multiple films mm-hmm. getting around the city to see like as many as you can and whilst that, literally to... sleeping and working and surviving yeah. and trying to relay race drop off yeah drop off passes but in general like it was good wasn't it and I think if I, I almost kind of think if like we planned this a little bit on the fly didn't we I almost think if like we'd have planned <laughs> it like two months ago <laughs> yeah, yeah we could have we'd we could have booked time off work we could have made yeah but, I um, wish I did yeah there's always next year um so yeah, so that's how I felt about it. Um, what we're going to do is, um, we are. This is going to be a little bit of a short episode. It's just half an hour, thirty-five minutes, just chatting about like what we thought of the films that we saw. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll start in uh, maybe chronological order. So I saw Little Monsters on Thursday night with Danielle, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just do you reckon I maybe just talk a little bit about that, and then yeah, we'll move just on give to a, just give a little review. The Friday, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've wrote a review already on the me and Danielle both of us. Sorry, I've wrote a review. Um, that is on our website, firsttakefilmclub.com. Um, but I'll just, maybe I'll just talk about, maybe just a little bit about how I felt about the film. Yeah. Um, and then you guys, maybe if you've got any thoughts or questions or whatever. Yeah, um, so we did, a, we did a, um, a video review as well, which was on our Instagram. And I'll save it in the story section that you can save on Instagram, yeah. whatever it's called, the highlights. 
Um, so you can get a lot of it there. But essentially, um, it was a, a movie about a teacher um, played by uh, Lupita Nyong'o uh, who goes and takes her class on a trip and then as the trip goes on in this like kind of adventure park uh, a zombie outbreak happens and it's like a bit of a dark comedy it's horror it's a cool premise isn't it yeah it's a cool premise it's like yeah. a little bit of a different premise um, and generally it was a lovely film like a really fun film there's there's like a little bit of like a kind of romantic element which which props up the story as well um, but the but essentially the stars of the show are the kids who are in um, Miss uh, Caroline's class mm-hmm. Because um, they are, they are just child actors doing child acting. They're not expected to act really. They're expected to be kids saying like silly things or funny things. But they, but like, like there's a reason why there's like TV shows called like kids say the funniest things because like kids just do the funniest things. Yeah. Um, and like the film itself, all around the film, other than the kids, is really good. The horror was great. Like the acting was fine. Mm-hmm. Lupita Nyong'o was great in it. Completely different. She always to, is, though, isn't she? Yeah, she completely different to what she is in Us. Yeah. Um, in a <laughs> great, obviously, good. obviously, yeah. but like, still good in her own way in this film. Um, I think I think it's actor Alexander England. I think his name is. Um, he was like the kind of like a love interest stroke kind of main character. Mm-hmm. He was fine. Like he he didn't he he hammed, so he was supposed to be like a guy who was in a band. Yeah. Um, and he was supposed to be a bit immature. He kind of hammed it all up a little bit. I didn't massively enjoy his, his performance, but it was fine. Um, but yeah, it was just a good, fun movie. And I think I described it in my review as like something that I imagined that you guys would say that I would love yeah. about a film. <laughs> like kind of charming, kind of sweet, a little yeah. bit crude. Um, yeah, that sounds like something you didn't be I was, yeah. I, was uh, I read somewhere that um, saying that Josh Gad uh, wasn't that great in it. Or it was mm. either he wasn't that great in it or his character was a little bit... Uh, rubbish. His but. character actually, I thought was quite good. He was Josh Gad's character was essentially like um, in this world. He was a, a child entertainer who was like known by like children all over the world, like a really big child children's entertainer. Okay. He had like a TV show, um, and he was he played like your like kind of twee cheesy archetypical kids entertainer um, from TV. And then behind the camera, he was like a sex addict, a drug addict, like a just this like completely opposite character. Um, which is like funny for like you meet him, yeah, and then fifteen minutes, like fifteen minutes later, you're a little bit like, oh, you're doing mm. the same thing again. You're swearing, you're calling these, you know, you're calling these people out. You're kind of talking about sex, you know, yeah. you 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 talk about dicks all the time, whatever, you know, like this general crude stuff. Um, his performance wasn't bad. It was probably like it was probably needed up to the point where like you were kind of oh, I'm bored of this character oh. now. Um. But yeah, in general, I think actually what I, so I want to like kind of move on to you guys' films now because I've yeah. spoke about this and we've reviewed this extensively now. Um, but like, I would absolutely say that one, it was perfect to open a festival, and two, it seemed like it. Yeah, it seemed like a great opening, really and on great, Halloween as well. Yeah, exactly, really great yeah. opening was on it Halloween. A full crowd? Um, it was was it a full crowd? I say it was like so. It was in the Everyman Cinema in the in the main screen, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was like screen. kind of half full. Okay, yeah. so like it, it's pretty big in that in that screen. Yeah, there. it was a big yeah. screen, and at, when we got in there, there wasn't loads of people there, and I was a bit like, oh no. Yeah. But then it kind of filled up, and the yeah, it got oh, about half got, full. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was for a Thursday night on Halloween as well. It's yeah. One final question. Yeah, uh, what were the zombies like? Really amazing. Oh my god. So you know when like you know when like Shaun the Dead were. Yeah. It's comedy. Obviously, it's a dark comedy, but 
the zombies and the horror is boss. It's, it's gory, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's really gory. Um, they are slow zombies, which I kind of like fast zombies because they're scarier. But um, yeah, the zombies are boss. They're really, really wicked, like. Wicked. Yeah, good. Um, so I want to just advise anyone. I think this. Did you did you tell me that the film comes out on the fifteenth? Fourteenth or fifteenth. Yeah. So it comes this, out the middle of November. Yeah. I'm um, not sure what type of release it has. I don't know. Yeah, but, it um, probably it may not be kind of too 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 wide release. But if you get a chance to watch it, guys, yeah. like I would, and, and anyone listening, I would watch it because it's just great fun. Um, all right, so that's kind of what I saw on the Thursday, and then I had the day off yeah. on the Friday. Because I suppose we'll go chronologically. Cause yeah, guess, yeah. So so. Friday, I caught uh, Australian independent film Locust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this film uh, I didn't like. Um, okay. So I, I, essentially, let me just give you a little summary. Yeah. So uh, two estranged brothers, uh, they are kind of reluctantly reunited mm-hmm. at their father's funeral. Um, and then they become a target uh, of a local gang who essentially had beef I suppose beef is fine. Yeah, uh, beef with, uh, with with the deceased dad. Um, essentially, it's it, it's a big extortion scam. Uh, and yeah, it the premise is good. Mm-hmm. The premise is good, mm-hmm. and it's set in you know it's set in the Australian outback. So you know you have this beautiful. The cinematography was beautiful. Yeah. honestly, so it's like so, some of the shots. I wrote in my review, wouldn't be, um, you know, you, you would see them in nature programs. They were that kind of beautiful as well. And I want to talk about another positive as well was the score. It was kind of this like Western kind of uh, electric guitar, kind of slow electric guitar, kind of, oh, it, it set the scene really well. It, it mm, did. Atmospheric. Yeah, it was atmospheric. It was really good. But the acting was um, a bit poor. Um, so the main the main guy uh, is Ryan Black and then his brother, uh, who's played by Ben Grands, and then his brother as well, Stan, played by Malcolm uh, Kennard. And, oh no, it wasn't actually, his brother's Tyson Black, I'm sorry, played by Nathaniel Dean. The, uh, Nathaniel Dean, in fact, actually um, is really good, but you don't see him very often because something happens to him, which mm-hmm. takes him out of the picture, but when he's there, he's good. Mm-hmm. I just think, if you're gonna do a kind of low budget film, then you need your main actor to be strong. I think you mm-hmm. need them to kind of, you, you're relying on them to carry the film because, you know, you don't have the budget to really rely on anything else, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's either either yeah, you've got a happen chance come across a strong actor, or your story's yeah. got to be absolutely banging. Yeah. I think one of the main problems I had with it is that um, you know the the writers and directors. So it was directed by Heath Davis and written by Angus Watts. Angus Watts. This is his, um, his first film that he's 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 written, mm-hmm. and. It's would you say it shows part identity yeah crisis, was it was it was it bad writing or just weird acting or was it just a no bad writing but really oh, it didn't it? know what film it wanted to be yeah because mm. um, to me it, it looked a bit i remember saying on the on the build-up it looked a bit nocturnal animals and yeah that's given yeah. it quite a lot of uh, credit it, sets up, it honestly opening 10 minutes it sets up as kind of this dark gritty kind of like australian noir i guess yeah. um and you know it had this brilliant uh brilliant kind of setup which was really cool and i don't know it just kind of was let down with so one thing happened right about 15 minutes into the film yeah and it was like so slapstick that it was why why is this necessary was right it now? so like it was a tonal issue then it was a very a tonal i have sh- massive issues with that in films. It, there were so many tonal shifts yeah um then about i'd say halfway through the film it turned into like a comedy heist movie nah. Um, for about 10 minutes 
uh, everything was too circumstantial to the point of, you know, this would never happen. And when you when you're thinking like that for a small indie film, like this is so like mm. this would never happen, then you know you've got issues because you need it to be grounded and believable because that is the way to entice an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I just wasn't enticed. But again, the cinematography is beautiful. The score is beautiful. And yeah, there we are. I'll I'll end on them two positives. That's for her. Yeah. So I think um, I think on this day also Danielle saw some shorts. I didn't think she had she had the first short session. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is so she did a couple. I think she did a review. I think she did. Well, a she great, did some like, video thread, review, didn't she? Oh, the, her thread. Her thread was excellent. It was, yeah. So it she, made me wish I did that because I only took notes for some of mine. But yeah, it, it's a good way to discuss shorts, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you can. It's tough to review because there's not a lot to grasp hold of. Um, so if you want to follow, if you want to see her review for the Thursday short session, yeah. um, you can follow her on Twitter at Yagals on Film. Um, so maybe so if we're going to take it from the Friday then what was Saturday? So did you do shorts on Saturday? Saturday was yeah, it? Was that so I had, I had a short session which unfortunately nothing really stood out to me. There's one that stood out to me that I, is the one I haven't stopped thinking about. Yeah, and then there was that Mozambique Portuguese mm. film. Oh yeah, did you see, yeah that I have such weird conflicting issues with that film, but I've I've wrote down some notes. I want to just say on that so. I think in theory, I always think I could love to like learn about more cultures and stuff, but I also thought, I don't think I could spend an hour and a half on that. Well, it was only 80 minutes long, thankfully, oh, okay. but I will say that it was one of those that I feel like there was a lot going on that went over my head because yeah. I'm, I'm not okay. savvy with that culture. Uh-huh. Um, so if we're going to talk about the, the feature, then yeah. the, it was Mabata Bata, which is actually the name of a, a character of sorts in, in, the, in the film. So it centers around a young orphan shepherd who tends this flock of like cattle, and one of the cattle is is called Mabata Bata, and it's essentially this 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 cow cattle is going to be used as like a dowry payment for his uncle's wedding, mm. but through circumstance, the cattle steps on a mine and oh shit is blown up yeah, and because of this, the young sh- the shepherd his name is Azarius runs away taking the rest of the flock of cattle. And this is a feature, not a documentary. It's, sorry, it's a feature. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. But it's shot like a documentary. Yeah, that's fucked my head yeah. so much. But yeah, he, t- he runs away with th- this flock of cattle and it's left for his uncle and his uncle's, I think maybe his uncle, maybe his grandmother or something, I can't remember, to track him down and try and... So there's 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 tinges of typical coming of age fa- t- trying to deal with the consequences of your actions in this film. That's a, the kind of typical trope that's explored here. But it's just done in this way that does not... It doesn't fit. It, it, doesn't, mm. it feels quite jarring. So the aesthetic... Yeah. When we watched the trailers in here before the film... I remember thinking, like, is this a documentary or is this real? And yeah, I that's, that's why I asked. I yeah. couldn't pic- I couldn't picture what it would unfold like. And then mm. when I was sitting there, I was kind of thinking to myself, why Why have we done it like this? And it's not not maybe it's not all bad because it looks beautiful, and the landscape and the the, the choices the cinematographers made, I think, it really suit it. But maybe it's it's a combination of shot type and style that, or shot type and, and edit and style that just doesn't. It leaves it feeling a bit like maybe it's it's my ignorance to that form of filmmaking and mm. that culture of filmmaking, but it just didn't work for me. Yeah, fair. Um, and I, I was going to say that it it feels kind of a bit. I don't know enough about you know traditional Mozambique wedding ceremonies. Oh, but why not, Connor? I don't know. <laughs> I you know I I try. I read up, but, um, <laughs> but it just feels like there's a lot that I could have got from it if I knew more it could have been potentially a bit more allegorical than 
I picked up on it. But mm. I, if you're curious of trying to get into other cultures of cinema, I'd, I'd recommend it. But if not, I'd maybe point someone more in the direction of maybe something like Little Monsters or Chronophobia, which you got to see, didn't you? Mm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, popcorns. Fifty-one. Yeah, okay. Right, I'll give my popcorns for actually Little Monsters because I didn't. Um, 79, I think. Oh, my Locusts. popcorns for Locusts, 40. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. wow. Okay, that's a, it's, an, it's a mixed bag. Um, so, uh, we're, so your shorts, yeah. anything was to a, say on the shorts? Okay, so there was, there was a bunch of shorts. I think um, there's normally six or seven in the, in the shorts, but there was one that stood out to me. There's a film called Exits. And all the shorts that I seem to like are normally quite heavy. Mm-hmm, yeah. So this one centers around Kim who is uh, suffering from... I'm laughing because this is obviously so heavy that you're going to think, of course, Connor likes it. She's suffering from a like, cancer that's spreading really, really rapidly. And so she's faced with like the final months of her life and she decides to take her own life and end it. But she's going to do it by joining like this underground right-to-die group. And oh. it's kind of like the exploration of how you choose to live your last moments. Why? Can and I it, stop? Can I stop you there one second? So, yeah. how long about did this? Sh- how long did this short go on for? About uh, seventeen minutes. Fucking hell, that's a lot to fit in, isn't it? But but this is why. This is once again why I love shorts. Is yeah, they, yeah, they do it so well. Yeah, yeah. And you can exp- you can explore a theme rather than a narrative. It's more mm-hmm. about the theme mm-hmm. and the choice. And being able to do that in seventeen minutes is just ridiculous. This film looked amazing. It wasn't the best acted film, I will say. There were certain shorts that I saw that were acted way better, but this. It, when you can pick something so heavy and, and kind of talk about it so eloquently and profoundly, it just floored me. It really did. Mm. There was a couple of, I've, I'll mention a couple I saw on, uh, yesterday as well that were all also pretty heavy, but also just stellar pieces yeah. of short filmmaking. And it, what I will say is it left me, especially the shorts left me feeling like, as someone who wants to make short films, I could I could potentially be at this festival in two, three years' time. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm not saying I'm that good. I'm just saying that it's it's what it gives people a platform like that. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. It's really quite inspired. Did it? Yeah. So it inspired you to massively yeah. look at how you're going to go about massively. maybe. Yeah, it just, it just makes you think that like you can do it. And normally there was always there was Q and A's with the, the short filmmakers afterwards. Uh, I think it was more prevalent on the Sunday. We got to speak to three of them. Shouted out the podcast as well. I said if you want to listen, it's probably going to go up on Thursday. So um, yeah. It's good. Amazing, amazing. Um, and w- so was it Saturday night? That was your uh, cr- is it chronophobia? Chronophobia. Chronophobia. Yeah. So, um, chronophobia. I will give my. I didn't watch it. I just want to just talk. Like it looked. It looked amazing. It looked. The trailer bananas. was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Really intriguing. Like in a way that like I the one that I got from the trailer was like it, the trailer wasn't. I didn't think the trailer was excellent. No, the trailer. I quite thought jarring, I was like. I really want to know what's going yeah, on here, almost. Same, so, same, like, same, so in same, a way, same. the trailer was excellent because it's what most of us do. Liam, uh, I want you to tell me all about uh, this yeah. film, please. Okay, so don't spoil your, your reviews. I much. won't spoil my review too yeah, much. But yeah. chronophobia. So essentially, the word means the fear of time passing. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't exactly referred to in the film uh, um, specifically, but I guess it's hinted at. Uh, essentially, the plot of the film. Um, is this this mysterious lonely man um, meets a young woman who is grieving the loss of her husband, and uh, they happen upon each other, I guess. Um, in a weird way, actually, in a weird way, I won't give too much away, but their encounter is bizarre, um, <laughs> and 
They were counter is bizarre. No, no. I really, I, was, want, I, was, I really want to know, but I don't want to. I spoil just love it. I love the way you said it. Sorry, I wasn't laughing. Okay, at you. okay. I mean, um, I was, but yeah. yeah so uh, essentially, their encounter sparks this psychological drama. Um, it's really, and it kind of explores the sense of suspended identity, uh, which is really interesting because it's not really something you see very often. Um, which you know is good uh it was directed by francesco rizzi um or i do apologize he's an Ita- it's an italian name r-i-z-z-i would be richie or rizzi rizzi just say rizzi to know mate try- <laughs> come on we're, we're trying our best francesco it's fine don't rizzi. worry uh and it was written by daniela gambora and also francesco rizzi again uh starring vinicio uh marcioni sabine to Tomat- <laughs> Timoteo and Leonardo Negro. Wow, so I'm hope that's good. I'm hoping you've put a lot of effort into your <laughs> cast. I, I yeah, really I'm, appreciate. I'm that. hoping. I mean, I put a lot of effort into my review as well. So I just hope that if anyone who who was involved in that film listens yeah. to this, I'm not trying to. Uh, no, I'm not trying to ruin your names. Your review's great, by the way. I'm trying my best. Okay, so what I loved about this film is um, oh, the characters. The characters were so great. Uh, so Michael and Anna are the two leads, and they're so complex and so kind of. I, pathetic in a way, uh, I, Michael certainly is, um, and but like the way that they kind of deal with their own kind of trauma slash uh, mental health, I guess, is really intriguing and is really kind of different. And it could it could, it could play as a mystery thriller, uh, but then it addresses much more sensitive and often overlooked issues as well, um, which is uh, the themes are executed perfectly by Ritzy so well um, the cinematography is great kind of captures this backdrop of Switzerland um, in kind of an intriguing way you'd, you'd expect it to be you know filming in Switzerland you'd expect kind of these beautiful landscapes and stuff but yeah. no it's um, uses kind of like dull lit office, office spaces and kind of insignificant locations mm-hmm. which kind of create this sense of nothingness which is really does it does it does that kind of fit the plot or maybe oh no that fits the plot it kind of reflects in Anna's emotional state it sounds so up my street yeah yeah I'm gutted I I missed it it was really 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 good yeah Uh, the score as well was great Mm -hmm. um they use uh I don't know if you've heard of Charles Bukowski's poem Nirvana yeah uh which plays an important part in about midway through uh sort of gets uh used as a part of the score almost uh, oh, and it, it's so yeah. And it was this was this the highlight then for you? That yeah, I know absolutely, yeah. It, absolutely. It I li- at the end of my review, I literally wrote this makes it one of the most memorable features from the yeah. Film Festival 2019. Yeah. Um, this film actually came out midway through 2018, so it's been a wa- around for a you while. You know what? It's weird because Mabata and Bata came out in 2017, mm. and that I was just like, what? Why is it being shown? Here? But then. Liverpool Film Festival, what's good about it is it's given these lesser-known films, yeah. be it from last year, the year before, this platform to yeah. be seen. And from various places. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. suppose like um, my screen was packed full of Italian people. Mm-hmm. I think they're Italian. I didn't ask them, but yeah. yeah I, no, I, that, I, they, they were speaking Italian, so they were Italian. Okay. Um, so yeah, and I, so it's given, uh, I don't know, the Italians in Liverpool an opportunity to go and see a film that wouldn't get shown yeah. often. The, I do, like, I genuinely do love that as well. Yeah, I think that's that's great. So it was, it, was, like, it was really good. It was a really lovely experience. Um, yeah, and the message of the film was actually really nice, I guess, if you can dig deep enough to try and find the nice message in it. Um, 
Well, so honestly, yeah, heart, the, heartily recommend it. Yeah, to heartily yeah. recommend it. It's the way that they deal with grief and loss and mm. loneliness and oh, like signs so up my street. I, I, it was so interesting. I've never actually seen things like that dealt with in that way, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And I kind of like and left it, like when the film stopped. I kind of just sat there until the credits. Just finished. took it. Just took it in. And I was yeah. like, that was a good film. Good That's good awesome. Movie. That's great. Like, thank God this yeah. was a good film because I couldn't bear two rubbish films. Can I? Can I? On the banks. On, the no- on that note, can yeah. I ask? So after Locus, which you just did, yeah, you didn't hit you. It wasn't great. You didn't. You didn't enjoy it too much. Were you apprehensive to do something? Yeah. Saturday night. Absolutely. Yeah. After working a seven-hour shift at work. I was very apprehensive mm. to then yeah. go and sit through a rubbish film yeah. because that's what you I did actually on said that in the group chat, or maybe you texted me and was like, "I just, I, I, I don't know if I can sit through another shit film. Not, sorry, maybe not shit. Another film they didn't yeah. enjoy. No, don't yeah. get me wrong. I 100% know and appreciate that there are there's effort that goes into these films. There yeah. are there's clearly it's just effort if something doesn't connect with you. There's doesn't clearly connect. effort yeah. that went into Locusts. Yeah. I just think. Um, they just got confused with what they wanted to portray. Yeah. They just got way too confused. Uh, it happens, they tried though. to say too much in a short space of time, mm-hmm. and it just ended Didn't up land. coming across convoluted and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, there was only four people in the screen. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I I completely forgot that actually before this. Mm-hmm. So you, that yeah, was at night time, yeah, wasn't it? So yeah. before this, I, I was uh, going to say, was it, yeah, is it me I, next? Because you definitely saw something yeah. else. Yeah, I, so, I, so I did two things. Well, I saw, I saw technically I saw three things, but I, there was two sessions. The first, so at 12 o'clock, I went to the documentary make, uh, filmmakers panel, mm-hmm. um, which was in one of the smaller screens, so like screen one, I think it was. It'll be one, yeah. Yeah, one where the shorts were, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was screen one. Um, and that was kind of full, actually. That was quite a full room of people. So, um, And there was two filmmakers, um, there was Michelle Noble who made um, Reclamation, uh, a film about Standing Rock uh, that played, that I saw mm-hmm. um, on the Saturday. And then there was another, uh, the producer of the Tommy Emmanuel film. Oh, wow, um, yeah. I can't remember her name. I'm really sorry. I can't remember her name. I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just talking about what it takes to make a documentary, some like tips, uh, some things that happened throughout their journey of making the film that they made mm-hmm. for the festival or to show at the festival. Um, and that was just really interesting because as someone who would like at some point in his life to make a documentary, it was just cool to hear people say like they the the the, the tip was have if you if you've got a great idea, just make it. You know what that's and so you know weird. what's really silly because like obviously they said they also said it's a lot more expensive than you'd imagine. It's a lot more time consuming. Yeah. But they said you got if you got a camera, you've got an idea, make it. Yeah. And you know, because we've all and they're also like we've all got cameras on our phones. You know, cameras aren't that expensive. You can you, you, as long as you can shoot it and yeah. you've got a good idea, you can make it, yeah. which is quite an inspiring thing to hear. Um, but it's time consuming, and and oh yeah, all like the post production and all like the everything to do with it can be expensive. I but, made a documentary um, in my final year at uni, mm. and it was fun. Yeah, but it, it took a lot of time. Yeah, um, I got a first in it. Way, Amazing! Just, just, just chuck that out. You there. could be at the festival. No, so for sure. Like I, as you, you were just saying, then you'd love to make a documentary, and it's something I would love to do as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like film festivals are brilliant for like inspiring for that type well, of thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think that's. I was more. I was as made up to be involved in that forty-five yeah. minutes. Was it a Q and A or was it just a panel? It was a panel, but then they put questions out to the crowd, the yeah. audience. But yeah, I, yeah. as in these things, like I mean, I didn't ask a question, but as in these things, kind of people. I like that. Though. Didn't massively ask yeah, yeah, answer yeah. any questions, yeah. but um, but that 
that proceeded sort of half five. I went to the then trotted over to the Odeon um, to watch. Um, so there was two films. So the main film was Hashtag No Joke, mm-hmm. which was a film about um, a guy called Andrew Cole who made a song to do with anti-bullying. Um, he's a musician. He lives in LA from Canada, but lived in Liverpool for a while. So he's got a Scouse accent. And um, he wrote this song or he helped write this song um, that he then wanted. And then it's about his journey to how to kind of get this uh, song out there, how mm. to attract celebrities in a kind of a faux Bob Geldoffy way to yeah. star on the song. And then his journey about coming to terms with his life through bullying and stuff like that. Um, but what I want to talk about first is there was like a short documentary, half an hour, called uh, Reclamation, mm-hmm. the... Uh, hold on, let me get the full title, sorry. Reclamation, The Rise of Standing Rock. So this is directed by Michelle Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I was excited to watch this film initially was actually because I have no idea of Native American culture in the slightest. Same. Um, so the documentary centers around um, a, obviously, capitalist corporation who are, or who have, unfortunately... Um, built a pipeline throughout Dakota and throughout the Native American land in Dakota mm-hmm. to transfer oil from obviously one place to another. Um, and it's about the young people of Standing Rock um, who brought together lots of different tribes um, who had never come together before to protest, peaceful protest, this um, pipeline. Mm-hmm. And it just documents how like that goes for them Um and it's ni- it was nice in a few ways. It was nicely shot. It was very educational. So I think now what they spoke about in the panel and what I notice as well is documentaries are a thing now that people like, if you go, what films you like, you'll go, oh, I'm into comedy and I really like documentaries. Yeah. Whereas maybe 20 years ago, documentaries weren't on the they same level genre, as features, really. No no, um, this, I think this, what this does is, You'll see a Netflix documentary, and it's the, the cinematography is very good. It's shot on like the best cameras. It's yeah. it's basically perfect. Yeah. This, it's almost formulaic, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it is really like you know what you're getting, exactly. and these are the things you're gonna get. It wasn't like that in a way. It was very educational. It reminded me of something I would have watched, like maybe at school, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. It really centered on what it was talking about, mm-hmm. and made sure that the film was put together in a way that told the story that it wanted to. Whereas in like a, maybe a Netflix documentary, a lot of it is about drone shots flying over a certain area or it's about like... Or it's talking heads. Beautiful, or, yeah, yeah. Talk, and, and it didn't. It just went, this is the story that I want to tell about yeah. this corporation yeah. um, and how the people at Standing Rock... So just a little bit of a spoiler, but I hope you do watch it. And I imagine it might be available online at some point. Um, but if not, go to the cinema and try and see it wherever it may show. Um, it tells a story about um, how they this these these seven tribes or these however many tribes actually won um, their fight to stop this corporation um, mm-hmm. drilling and digging this for, and putting in this pipeline. But as big corporations do, they, it was made illegal and they just fucking did it anyway. And then when Trump came in, he, he passed um, he passed a, what would you call it? A bill. A bill, yeah saying they could do what they wanted, basically. And then, Bar- because Barack Obama had said, this is sacred land, you can't do this, la la la. And Trump, obviously, who was apparently on the, not on the board, but he was, unsurprisingly, yeah, he was going to, yeah, he was going to, he was due yeah. to make a lot of money. So he passed the bill. 
and it's a story about how like oh, you can kind of do you can kind of do all these things and these corporations knew that they, in fact what they said was the line was we're just going to keep building and we're just going to keep paying the fines because obviously the fines were less than the yeah. money they were due to the billions they were due to make and it was really sad because obviously the Native American culture in America is the fact that people just went over yeah. and now they've only got specific parts of land that they can... Yeah, and that's and... now being pillaged and that's now being destroyed. Um, one of the worst shots... So, so one of the worst things that they found about... Mm-hmm. And I, I will draw, I will stop talking about this and that soon, but it's just <laughs> there's lots of interest in it. Yeah. There was a shot where a, a digger kind of went across a load of land and it was just like pulling up the land. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, I suppose emotionally, it's like, oh no, that's what it's showing. It's like this destroying the land. That was ancient burial ground and they were just drawing diggers over it and they were just destroying it. Yeah. And there was a woman there who was like, my son was buried on that burial ground. And not only did they up the, up the whatever was there, the tombstones or whatever was there yeah. to signify the deaths, but they just destroyed all the land. That's all. And they just right. didn't give a fuck, basically. I find stuff like that incredibly. And I think yeah, I'd love. I imagine, sad. hopefully, um, the f- unfortunate thing about film festivals is that often p- films won't get picked up for any kind of even like limited release, never mind major release. Yeah. But then what I'm hoping is that they get picked up by like Prime or yeah. or one of the smaller yeah. streaming services. I'd try and watch it if you can. It's really interesting. I I think I'd give that a watch. Yeah, it's really. It's only half an hour. It was Hopefully, it's like been released on YouTube by the creator. Yeah, something Vim, like that. Vimeo normally. What is. what yeah. um, Michelle Noble said was actually she's actually because it's an ongoing story. This yeah. is going to be going Sorry, on forever. Was she the producer or the she director? She was the director, okay, and yeah. she was there and she spoke a little bit after the film, mm-hmm. but she said she's actually. Um, now making a eight part documentary about this thing. So it's because it's a continuing situation. Yeah. She is going to make. Eight, another eight parter, which is obviously that's fantastic. Good, that's good. Um, Sounds like something that Netflix would pick up, though. It yeah, does. hopefully, yeah, hopefully so. And I mean, anyone really at all, or if it yeah. gets, because this is no one. People probably do, but really, as a sweeping statement, no one gives a fuck about the Native American story anymore. No, because why would they? There's Especially, like certain little dollops of areas over America that they can have, but then if someone realizes there's oil underneath them, they're just going to plow through. It's and someone's going to go, "I'm not interested. I'm not asked." You're not, you know, you're not the, you're not the overwhelming culture in yeah. this country anymore. So who gives a fuck? What's really strange, or what's really sorry, I think what's really good about film festivals, and maybe this is something that Liverpool Film Festival will eventually become, because it was only in its third year, it's still mm. completely in its infancy. Is that not just will something like this tour some film festivals, but eventually it'll tour film festivals where filmmakers will be there, filmmakers with a bigger reputation. Mm. Yeah. And that's when something else gets passed on, passed higher up that yeah. ladder, and people Absolutely, start to take yeah. notice of it. Absolutely. And this sounds like something that yeah. needs someone to take fucking yeah. notice of it. Absolutely. Um, this sounds like I think from I'd love you to watch it. I think I'd like to watch this more than I actually no think joke. anyone in general will find it dead interesting because yeah. it's like you know it's short, sharp. It's yeah. not like an hour and a half. It's not something you've kind of got got to slog through. Yeah. You just get dead upset through it because like <laughs> what can what, and it's not super emotional, but you kind of like what the fuck can these people do? Yeah. They've done all they can. Non-violent, it's just powerful. And it's non-violent protest. It was one, you know, wonderful levels of protest from thousands of people, and just do what they want anyway, don't they? Yeah. Um, but that came before a film that I won't talk a lot about because I'm going to review. Okay. Um, it was called uh, Hashtag No Joke. Yeah. As I said about this guy who made this anti-bullying song and then tried to make an anti-bullying movement, which involved celebrities mm-hmm. and coupled alongside a parallel of him diving back into his history about how he was bullied. Yeah. So you you were quite excited to see this from I was very excited. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. if you listen you to the preview. Op- you have some opinions. I do. You? I'll tell them like I'll I will literally yeah. be another yeah. 30 seconds. I won't be long. Um 
I didn't think this film, or sorry, Andrew Cole, the guy in this film, his, uh, it's hard to say because it's a boss message. So yeah. how would you, how'd you criticize it? I'm unsure of the sincerity of his um, actions towards having this song made and this movement made in terms of, I imagine he did care about anti-bullying. Obviously, like I kind of think everyone generally does. Yeah. But I'm wondering whether his actions are insincere in try in trying to become this kind of mm-hmm. new Bob Geldof kind of guy. You got to you got to think as well. Is it is it is it his actions or is it how the film paints him? Do you know? What oh I mean? yeah, for sure. Absolutely. There might be Absolutely. A weird dichotomy there. I believe. Do you think he's just he might him, he might just have a bit of a chip on his shoulder just because he's dealt with now the, a lot of famous celebrities. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think like something like that might be understandable anyway because I know for sure if like I was the I was that person, I would probably become a little bit cocky. Yeah. So it, it might be something like that. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure you'll voice that. You're, um, you'll pr- kind of explain that a little bit more in your review. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I will do. And I'm going to take... Like, I haven't finished writing it. I, I've barely started and it's going to be a tough one and it may be out like later this week because it, it, yeah. the message that is in the story is obviously fantastic. But this guy, that I think the things he says, mm-hmm. it's very self... He, he's very self-centered about the whole thing. Yeah. And I understand that, like, you're trying to tell this story in parallel with what he's doing to... Mm-hmm almost go full circle and redeem himself from the bullies that have kind of bullied him. Mm-hmm. But um, I I imagine that he, he, the way the film portrays him, he's he thinks he's owed something by everybody. Mm-hmm. At one point in the film, someone hangs up and says, listen, I can't get involved. And I don't know who it was, yeah. but I think it's, a, he tries calling a lot of like number one, like, like Katy Perry, Justin Bieber. He tries to call yeah. everyone. And there was a, a woman's voice and I don't know if it was Katy Perry I don't know who it was it doesn't say yeah. but they basically say like I'm sorry I just can't help you right now there's nothing I can do yeah. and then he slams the phone down and goes these fucking people la 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 yeah. doesn't come across well at all he's yeah. talking about and he says he's talking about like the negativities of social media and all people care about is um, their reputation and what they put on and what they will put online and what they will show people yeah. while making this documentary that he knows is going to be edited, that he knows is going to be showing him in a, in a certain light. A lot it, of it to me weird, does not feel sincere it's whatsoever. Weird, it's, it's a weird dynamic because then, so I'm, I, I, it's just too self-centered for I me. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. A, a documentary filmmaker I love called Errol Morris and I was reading a book of his and he's, he used to be like a photography, a journalistic, a photographer, or sorry, a journalistic photographer. Mm-hmm. And then he started making films and he made this incredible film about uh, the war crimes that happened in the Afghan war. Yeah. And part of it, part of it, the whole chapter is dedicated to talking about how just because you see an image and someone talks over an image a certain way does not mean it's truth. Documentary isn't truth. Documentary is the perception of what is yeah. to be believed to be truthful. And in this case, it sounds look like it's weird because this is clearly been artificially made to shine a light in a certain way that this guy Andrew Cole, Andy Cole, Andrew Cole, Andrew Cole, yeah, wants it to be footballer. Yeah, he was. He, Andy Cole was a great footballer. Um, wants it to be sought in his light. So, can it ever be deemed that accurate, that truthful, that honest? Yeah, that's when the whole documentary question comes into play, and that, maybe that's why documentaries are so interesting. But it's one of those where I don't think I was as as keen to watch it as you are. But mm. the more that I hear you talk about it, the more I want to explore why. I'd love someone else to have been there, you know. Because yeah. I think I, be I'm nice... wondering whether I got into a headspace of I'm not sure about this fella, yeah. and then it's just snowballed yeah. to where now. 
I honestly don't think I'm being unfair, okay. but I'd love to. I'd love to hear. I just, I just want to. I just want to read your review now. I want to. Um, I want to read what yeah. you say about it. But yeah, so so I'll I'll, I'll end on there because we've got the Sunday to talk quite a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, which is did you did anyone? I did the shorts. You on did Sunday. the shorts on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we didn't. Um, we tried kind of fiddling together an agenda that made us able to see the the closing film seagulls. Oh, okay, I just yeah. yeah, we just kind of couldn't, I and I was just though, yeah. I, I was supposed to see it, and I was just. just Kind of, got, I was yeah, unwell. Kind, I kind of gutted. Yeah, that, that one of us couldn't go. I would have loved to saw that film. Yeah, I just, me I too. To yeah, so hopefully we get to see it at some point. Yeah. Should we just touch on? I'm just conscious of time. Should we just? Do you want? Do you want to just? I'm going to touch on like two t- shorts. Touch that on I really like your two. Yeah, highlights. and then we'll close it up. Um, uh, okay. There's 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 three. I'd like to talk about three. I'll talk about one really quickly. Okay. So there's a another one that stuck out to me and. I find it quite a jar and watch, but I think it was probably intentional. Uh, it was a film called The Sea, and it was directed by a guy called Cameron Richards. And it was his actually, it was his graduation film from film school. I can't remember where he went, but anyway, he was in the, the screening that, that I was in yesterday, and there was a short Q&A with him after. And essentially the film was about, um, oh, it's about a, a woman who's suffering with Alzheimer's, and, and the director said it himself that this is something that's incredibly personal to him. And I think it must have been a family member or a loved one had went through something similar to this. And often you see films where maybe if it's mental illness or physical illness or a disease like Alzheimer's or cancer is portrayed, it's always a bit heavy, always a bit bleak. But this is done in a way that it it makes you think about... So he, he said, I think the exact quote he said was he wanted to show the person before the disease affected them. And I haven't saw any anyone able to do it like this guy was able to do it. It genuinely blew me away. Essentially, it's, it's about a woman who sits, who her favorite place in the world is, is to be by the sea and watch the birds. And you see her, you see her younger self. Um, and, and there's constantly people coming in and out and talking to her as she sits on this bench. Sometimes it might be her husband who you, you're, you're not aware has passed away. Sometimes it's her son who you don't understand the relationship between the two because they're both of a similar age. Um, and then eventually it becomes her granddaughter and, and time fast forwards and you see that she's in this nursing home and she's beside a small picture of, of the sea that she, and the bench that she used to sit on and it absolutely floored me. And it was the first film of the of that session of shorts and I just thought like, fuck, what have I got myself into? <laughs> but it, it's one of those where once again, I gravitate towards something that if you can make someone feel something in 15 minutes, I think it was yeah. only 15 minutes mm-hmm. then, you're doing a stellar job. Yeah. Um, the next two, okay, there's an, there an American film called The Motions, which um, is directed by a guy called Frank D'Angelo, who wasn't there, unfortunately. But this is, I think this was probably the best acted film I've saw at the festival. Wow. So it centers around a character called Mara, who's like an overburdened, constantly underslept, overworked uh, paramedic. And it's, it's kind of about her, her family and work dynamic and how she struggles to balance her work life as a paramedic and her, her family like her life as looking after her husband who's terminally ill. And it explores the relationship of someone who her husband essentially wants to give up and wants to stop fighting because he's just sick of it. He, he's constantly beaten back and she's the one that's trying to fight for him. But even she's kind of hit this wall, but they don't speak about it. And finally, this communication happens and everything comes out. And I think it's it might only it, it's definitely under 20 minutes. It might be another 15 minute film, but it has. It was so strange because obviously I knew this was a short film, but it felt like watching an actual couple go through something so real that even when they try to articulate it, it, it can't be put into into words. 
and it ends on this this scene of of her I think she puts him to bed after he's been sick or something and she goes to lie on the sofa and she lies down and she's been sleeping on the sofa for months but she gets up joins him in bed and they don't even look at each other they just face different ways but you see her just kind of like go to touch the back of his head and then it ends and it was just so overwhelming and so sweet and it, it genuinely did once again it completely floored me and then one that I found really strange but I think it might be my favourite of, the, of them all yeah was a film called May Day and it was directed by a guy called Olivier, Olivier Magis and another dude called Frederick de Buell. And it was a, it's a Belgian film. So it's about this guy called Thierry and he, he runs this uh, magazine newspaper mm-hmm. and he's due to go in for surgery in two days' time. It's quite a serious surgery and he's going to have to work from hospital for a couple of months. So what he does is he puts a job advertisement out and gets a number of people from every walk of life from Belgium, from uh, Holland, from England, whatever, to come in, all air, all age groups, all races, all creeds, all colours, to come in and interview for this job but at the same time. And he pitches the idea that... He pitches the job to them and then says, OK, so you might wonder why you're all here at the same time. Whoever wants the job, make the best offer. And he said he makes he makes two grand, two grand a month, 2,000 euros a month. He's still going to take whatever you don't like. So it, hypothetically, Liam, you offer me 800 quid look, you offer me 700 quid, I'm picking you because I'm making 1,300 quid off it. Mm-hmm. And it's about the social dynamic of how someone will work, or how, how, what each group will, how they'll process taking a job and how yeah. much money supports them. And it makes such a good political message about the idea that someone can come in with absolutely no reference points to someone else's life and say, that's all the money you're making because I need this. And it just caused this real, like, it. it I think it might have got along with another film called The Tenant to Arms, which it wasn't really for me, it got the biggest applause because I think it might have been the most moving. Mm. So I don't know if you guys have... Did you see any of the shorts? Nope. I missed them all. I was working all day. Yeah. So, so how they do it is they'll just screen. The screen will go black. They'll sort the frame rate and everyone will clap. Yeah. Normally, after the film was over, everyone would clap, be fine, stop, someone have a drink. But this time, you could hear the whole cinema, which was packed. It was only a small, the small screen, but everyone was talking about it. And you could feel like there was a general discourse. And I even heard at the end. So at the end, there was a Q&A with three filmmakers, some producers as well of the films that were shown. Those three filmmakers, none of them directed this film, but they were all talking about it afterwards. Wow. And I think that says something. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. There was that. a, just, it, was a, it was a message that I couldn't, I couldn't get straight away. I, was, I knew it was saying something, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still don't quite understand what you were on. What, uh, it, it's hard to... to okay, it's hard to explain, but it was one of those where... I think it was. It's kind of about the state of, of I don't know of how the economy. These, I, maybe maybe just the whole European economy in sounds general. A bit of how cla- sounds a bit class. Uh, it's 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 kind of it's about, class, it's about class and it's but it's about I don't know. It's it's a commentary on on health benefit because obviously this guy can't. He's working from hospital. It's a commentary on what people will do to work at certain money. Someone says okay, nineteen fifty. I'll work for that. And then someone says like. 1900, 1850, and it goes all around the room and everyone, it becomes an auction. Mm. And it's kind of about, and then you'll see uh, racial dynamics, arguments kick off, fights will happen, there'll be like um, gender inequality debates happen, and it just kind of sparks a general conflict and a general discussion that I've not saw a film do for quite a while, especially a short film. That's awesome. That's a good way to finish the thing. It was kind of like finish the pod, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Sounds awesome. What was that called again? Sorry. Mayday. Mayday. Mayday, Mm. May the first. Okay, well, I don't really know how anyone would have, would catch would catch that necessarily. Uh, I'm sure it'll be uploaded online. Most short mm. films are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's worth worth oh, catching. I'll that send. In. I'll put it in the group chat if I find it. And yeah, if, absolutely. If I find I'd it, love I'll to watch that. I think on the on the Twitters. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, good stuff. Um, anyone for any more? No. 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 I think we just a big a big thanks to Liverpool yeah, Film Festival for like allowing absolutely. us to cover it. Uh, I think get on our socials because we've kind of covered it in a, ver- a variety of ways, both video kind of tweeting about stuff and then also we've got reviews coming and things like that and reviews gone um so we are at first take pod on instagram on twitter mm-hmm. um definitely follow danielle for her thread of short films at your gals on film um and also explore liverpool we're going to have some of our reviews on there it's got my little monsters one um and we'll probably like forward on a couple more as well so they can post about that mm-hmm. um but thanks to them and thanks to neil at the film festival for uh just giving us a shout yeah and um, yeah, definitely. I think next year, try and check it out because um, it's you know it's in its third year. It's only going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, there was there was great things about it. There's things that hopefully they'll improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just good fun, wasn't it? And um, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So if you hear about it next year, October, uh, check it out. But that's us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>